A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to this week's preview of the full-length supporters podcast. A reminder that if you are a supporter of the pod, please do head over and listen to the pod through either your unique feed link, which hopefully you've put into your podcast provider of choice, or through the Patreon app or the Patreon website. If you are, of course, not a patron and would like the full-length podcasts, bonus pods, twice the amount of podcast action, then the start of the month is the perfect time to join you can do that over at bit.ly slash more pod. So that's bit.ly slash more pod. Before we get into this pod, I should point out that the overload ball side patch came out after recording. Your players are going to drain stamina massively if you keep overload ball side on, but there's potential for it still to be effective if you're flicking it on and off. No doubt we'll get into it next week. For now though, let's get into the pod. Hello and welcome to week 24 of the Foot Weekly podcast with me as is regularly the case, although he had a break last week. Jakes, how are we doing? I am wonderful, Ben, just back from vacation. So nice. took in some sun, got a little beach time, a little pool time, and now back and happy to chat about all the wonderful things that are shape-shifting their way into the wonderful world of FIFA. <laughs> Very good. We've also got another regular in these parts, Matt for trading. Matt, how are we doing? I'm very well, Ben. Just coming off the back of a bit of a chest infection, so if I sound a little bit more raspy and husky than uh, usual, yeah. you will uh, you'll be able to understand. So uh, yeah, it kept you out of action last week, didn't it? As well, you didn't make it. I know, I know. It's been a weird week. Not not playing any FIFA, just uh, not being able to speak. It's been it's been quite a strange one for me. Oh. Has it been a strange week for you, Alex, the FIFA analyst? It's been quite good for me actually. Just been enjoying a bit of weekend league, uh, normal stuff, enjoying ourselves as always. Good to be back on the pod. Great, yeah, great to have you. And actually, talking of enjoying weekend league this weekend uh we should probably start off just quickly saying how frustrating the last couple of days have been on fifa right i don't know whether this has affected you alex i mean you were playing earlier fine but the connection for a lot of people has been i mean the worst it's been in a long time this weekend it has been i mean i played friday morning and it was absolutely fine not a problem uh, and then I normally play on Saturday evenings and came to come on, came to stream, do all the sort of stuff. Uh, I'm playing 60 games mm. this weekend again, so you know I don't have much time to wait around. Oof. And I sat there for three hours, basically just staring at the screen, clicking reconnect, 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 waiting for the servers to come back up, obviously with the issues that they've been having. So that was a bit of a letdown. So. Yeah, it's been particularly frustrating. I think some people were affected on Virgin Media and things particularly badly, so... Really, we're just reiterating, Japes, what we, we've said a lot, which is do better EA on, on connection issues, really. Yeah, uh, do better. Although this time, I have to say, with my travels, I didn't get back until Saturday evening and wouldn't have had a chance to play right, until right. today anyway. And so them <laughs> extending the weekend league is totally fine in my book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I apologize to everybody that it affected. But this time, the servers happened to benefit me. But yeah, I think, you know, certainly the environment that the servers have created is is not doing EA any favors at mm. this point in the game and something that it sounds like they're working to address with the pitch notes although the pitch notes that I read were 
lacking in clarity um, mm. and could have elaborated maybe in a few more areas uh, for some specifics that would have given us perhaps a glimmer of hope. But it sounds like they are trying to work on it. Um, but I, I think I speak for maybe you guys and many community members when I say I'm not holding my breath. They have been doing what they call telemetry tool, which is where they're basically checking what people think of their connections. And then they, I guess, somehow use that to understand where things are going wrong for people. I think it's rolling out to the public, I guess, who are playing foot. This week, we had some news about how they were making strides to improve things and always looking to make a difference is basically what they were saying. But at the same time, it's been one of the worst weeks for server problems that we've had. But I guess what they're looking into, I think, is as much about delay and, and that kind of thing as it is the servers themselves sort of going down, if you like, um, which to be fair, I feel like it's better than it once was, but um, that's not, yeah, not really I, saying much. I don't know. I think I think it was just bonkers at this point is for how much money they make on not just this title, but many of their other titles as well, relative to yeah. some smaller game manufacturers or even some of the other large ones that never, ever seem to have these crazy issues. Uh, it's mm. just like wild that they're able to continue operating in this fashion um i to be honest i think it's going to take like a major call out from another you know like epic or someone to be like lol ea right and Mm. and kind of the you know the rival jab if you will from another another major player laughing at their server problems for them to finally say you know what screw it we're gonna make ours the best possible i I guess maybe it I just recently watched that Ford versus Ferrari Ferrari movie, um, and that kind of got me thinking of uh, when Ford the second was insulted by Mister Ferrari and decided we're going to go nuts and throw all our money at it. I, I think maybe it's going to take <laughs> something like that to light the fire because EA certainly for the player base, I'm not convinced that we're going to see a wholesale restructuring of the server architecture yeah it's actually quite interesting because i was talking to a friend of a friend the other day about this actually who works in roughly this kind of field who sort of knows a bit more about it and what he was pointing out is that there are certain things about fifa which you don't get in other games like first person shooters it's more similar to something like street fighter where the player's actions happen in the same zone and every minute movement needs to be really accurately presented to the other person who they're playing for it to be fair unlike in a lot of the activity you see in first person shooters battle royale games where although there is uh, contact between players in terms of shooting things like that actually you've got this kind of tolerance or distance because players are taking shots um, from range and sometimes don't interact very close often are on their own in a battle royale game and you just wouldn't notice the lag obviously in those situations it's only when you interact with players or perhaps you notice that they've warped a shot to allow it to hit a player to compensate for delay which is one of the complaints that you see around first person shooters and this is something that he was saying means that it's always an uphill battle for FIFA, Street Fighter, all these kind of games to work through that with the current kind of networking setups we have in the world. That said, obviously, EA should be at the very forefront of that in terms of being the best in the world at, despite those issues, dealing with delay, which I would struggle to argue. And in fact, I'd argue the opposite. And I don't think it is particularly good. And obviously the server outages, things like that are 
really not, as far as I'm aware, anywhere near as complex as that. Now, one thing which is complicated, and which is why I was kind of reluctant to cover it too much, it requires a lot of context, which we don't have time, or actually in a lot of cases, the actual facts to provide that context, is the story around Kurt, who's a banned pro player, having his EA account banned, obviously, with all the money that he's put into that as well, permanently, I think. And that has obviously caused some controversy. He's well followed. His big shtick is basically attacking EA. The point here is I think he was seen to really overstep the mark for a content creator because his focus was on certain EA employees. EA decided to ban his account. And there are a lot of different points of view here. I think... It's hard without seeing the video, which has been taken down, and also without hearing a full explanation of the reasons which EA haven't really done and Kurt has done. But again, you know, that's his side. So it's quite difficult to know exactly what's going on here. Now, a few people have suggested that this is done to prevent him streaming, surpassing top streamers because he's grown a lot recently but really this is not going to do much to dent his following because it seems to say his account's been banned not all accounts he makes or him so it doesn't really stop him creating FIFA content so as far as the situation goes at time of recording it's really about just putting a marker down saying your account can be banned if you attack individual members of staff which does make sense and I can see the thought process here but let's get our thoughts together quickly and uh, we'll move on to some proper FIFA stuff in just a moment. Alex though start us off what are your thoughts? I think it's a difficult one at the end of the day I, I understand why Kurt was the way that he was because obviously he's passionate about the game like a lot of us are and we want the best for the game we want it to strive and you know be the best game that we can possibly have the personal attacks I don't agree with. If he was just saying EA as a whole, I think that's a bit of a different story. I completely understand why EA have done it. If you know he is making the personal attacks, they've got a duty, uh, attacks. They've got a duty of care to look after the staff members. So I completely understand that. I think it, at the end of the day, we all go about giving our feedback about the game. You know, people do get a little bit angry at times. He's just gone about it in the wrong way, in my opinion. Obviously, his fans are going to disagree. You know, should he have his account banned? It's, it's a different story at the end of the day, isn't it? Uh, it's a little bit of a frustrating one for him, I imagine. For me, it doesn't really affect me too much. I mean, we just carry on as normal. People forget about it in two weeks or so, in my honest opinion. Jakes, what about you? Uh, it's just a circus, man. Kurt is quite charismatic and understands how to uh, wind people up. But like the fact of the matter is, if I were to go down to like, I don't know, a local store here and go in there and insult employees, like they're not going to let me back in the store, right? Like if they deem my my behavior to be threatening and whatever else, like they're just not going to let me back in the store. So like, what did you think would happen? And that's where, you know, I think there's potentially issues to be raised on both sides. And there's certainly aspects of this that I understand from, I, I you know, I, I can't say I've watched Kurt's video yet that explain everything or whatever. So I'll, I'll take a listen uh, later on. So I don't want to speak without, you know, lacking the whole story. I'm sure there are aspects of what he's saying that are true. Um, and I'm, but I, I just think for, you know, uh, if EA deemed his, his actions to be threatening, 
then the repercussions are fine in my eyes. Now, the, the issue here is going to be if they hear of other players having the same or similar actions, the follow-through needs to be the same. And that, for me, is going to be the telltale here because, you know, ultimately, he will, Kurt will have been, quote-unquote, like, singled out if EA does not follow through with the same actions for other players slash personalities. Yeah, they've, they've laid down a strong market here, haven't they? And Matt, as someone very much on Twitter, where do you stand on this? I, I talk to Kurt a little bit, you know, I, I watch his streams. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a, a massive fan, but, you know, I, I enjoy watching him. And I think a lot of what he does say about the game, you know, gameplay and, and content, you know, he's 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 quite right in what he says. You know, there are improvements that could be made to gameplay, could be made to servers, could be made to content, all of that. But it's just, it's the way he's gone about it that I think is is a thing that a lot of people don't agree with. You know, personal attacks, you know, Jape said it, if you, if you go into a, a shop and, you know, abuse the employees, they're going to ban you from the shop. And I think this is a, a very, you know, EA of quite within their right to to whip out a ban and say, you know, it's it's not on to, to go and be uh, abusing employees and, and, you know, going about it the way that he is. So, again, I think if he's if you're trying to create change in a community or in a, a game, you know, you've got to try and be as constructive as possible. I don't think he was as constructive as he could have been. So, I think maybe, yeah, the ban was warranted. I think it should go across to people that have been doing the same things. You know, you see a lot of people on Twitter that are just as scathing and should they be banned as well probably but yeah i think we'll just have to see where ea go with it yeah indeed and i think we're probably ready to move it on to something else well the more interesting thing to me than the kurt thing is the Mm. rock paper scissors yeah well we had a question about that the new meta (laughs) if you will uh someone actually asked james what what is your rock paper scissors technique (laughs) i stared deeply into my opponent's eyes (laughs) and let them know with my eyes that they better throw scissors because the rock is coming. Now, I think for me, for me, what's like wild for those of you guys that don't know what's going on, there's like seemingly, I don't know if it's been fully verified yet. It's maybe one of the other guys can, can verify there, but seemingly competitive matches to go to a live qualifier. When the servers went down, they were determined by rock paper scissors you've Crazy. got to be kidding me that is absolutely wild and if any you know talking or saying what i was saying before about uh potentially one of ea's competitors making a meme out of them like <laughs> dude are you kidding me if riot games were to go out and say something about oh we're not going to do this event it's just going to be a rock paper scissors like come on come on yeah it's crazy isn't it i mean they've got this professional veneer to these big events they do but you know on the ground they're just not putting in the resources are they we are going to move on to proper foot stuff in just a second but alex this just doesn't seem the right way to be treating people it definitely isn't it's not just the rock paper scissors scandal as well there's there's been a lot of cases this weekend of people cheating uh dc and on purpose um like lag spikes on purpose you go into a game and it shows five bar the whole competitive scene is just from an outsider's perspective, it's laughable. Like it's quite crazy, mm. really. I mean, working with a few pros myself and whatnot. How do you pick someone up after he's just gone and lost a game because it went to rock paper scissors? 
how do you pick mm. a pro up when you know he's been playing well and the guy in the 120th minute he's about to go and have an attack to possibly win the game randomly just the game disconnects and the opponent's saying oh no it was just a DC and it's like well mm. you've been known to do this in the how, how do you sit there whether you're on a team or you know you're coaching someone or whatever and and speak to your your player and lift their spirits back up from that I mean to say that these are it's their jobs and there's a lot on the line, like we you know we said beforehand that there's one uh, Sarge FIFA out there who literally has made the final. If he wins the next game, he makes the live event because the servers have gone down. They've had to reschedule it because of, they're in Australia. It's now gone to night time. They can't carry on playing, which I understand. But they've rescheduled it for a day where he's now at work. So he's, he's got to automatically just go, well, I can't play that. So that's a loss because I've got to work. Like it, yeah, It's a complete... Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, some people work part-time alongside this, some people do it full-time. It is, if, if you're sitting there as a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, and you're thinking, I really want to have a go at trying to be a pro FIFA player, it's completely laughable. It, it's mesmerising, to be honest. It, it baffles me every time these qualifiers are on, there's always something like worse that tops it from the last time. Yeah, uh, it's a very disappointing state of affairs. But, you know, there is plenty of positivity around the FIFA scene especially for the things our listeners probably care about which is the offering within foot itself and this starts with the shapeshifters 2 squad which I mean Japes I think you were you actually managed to predict um, ah. a huge amount of this squad which is pretty amazing you can tell us about that but it, it's a it's a nice team yeah it's a good squad it, it's certainly much better than the first one I I sent out a tweet after the first squad and was like if it was up to me I'd be picking players like CB Alaba and I, I can't remember it I can't off the top of my head remember some or Ribery like striker or cam something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and there were there were a handful of other ones, and I'd I'd removed Richarlison and Zakaria from the tweet as well. And I, I think what's funny um, about this to me and about this squad is to me this whole shapeshifters promo was built for a for players that play other positions that haven't gotten in forms in those positions and could be like supremely boosted so like cb conte is a stupid card trent cm is a stupid card ronaldo at right wing although being left-footed makes it entertaining it's still like kind of a stupid card richarlison as a striker down the middle with boosted stats is a great card alaba's been playing a ton of cb this year that's a great card and so i think they're you know, Zakaria is really built to play CB with his stats. I think that's a solid card. And so I think there's, I would like to see more players like that selected for promos like this in the future. Like the Ben Yedder card, how many usable versions of Ben Yedder do we already have? Stupid card. So, I, you know, they just could have done a better job, I think, making more quote unquote usable cards. Uh, out of this promo we got Vinicius Jr which is a great one um Mendy is a holding mid to me is a dumb card uh he's already like same rated left back card like that's fine Marcelo I'm so bitter about now but real quick so bitter about Marcelo (laughs) because of the flashback this one being better than that than his team of the year flashback and then they go on and release this Ramos card as well which is just Mm, another slap yeah and that's not even a flashback. That's a, It's just a moment. <laughs> it's like yeah, what the hell? This is becoming a recurring theme, isn't it? On the uh, on the pod, the Marcelo rant. But uh, in fairness, and I think I mentioned this last week, I understand your point about, say, for example, Kante at centre back is stupid in many ways. But actually, for a lot of people like myself, like I move players around the pitch quite a lot. So 
it's not necessarily a problem, maybe Alex, that says Kante is a centre back because you can move him into midfield, right? In in game, it's so easy. I just they already there's so many cards that already have special cards. Like yeah, I, I can I, I can see that point. I'd like to see a bit more variety, but but I I think in terms of like players having positions which don't look so natural or the card doesn't quite work so well, you could always swap it in game to somewhere else, right? You need players to switch into that position and that to work, but I wouldn't rule out a card because of their position there although I, I kind of see what you mean I, I know exactly what you mean in terms of the um in terms of the players that have got into this that have loads of special cards there are so many other players out there I mean that is frustrating but I guess it's also it does open up a lot of squad building opportunities um shapeshifters I mean we ha- we did discuss it last week so I'll just get a, a thought from Alex and and Matt and then we'll we'll crack on with the with some of the players that we're interested in uh Alex what are your what are your thoughts uh on the way they've done this over the last two weeks kind of agree with Japes I mean it Obviously, the fact that they've moved like Ronaldo to left foot, you're right, it's cool. If you're going to do Kante to centre back, why not go all the way mm. and make him like six foot one, six foot two? Now that <laughs> that would be a card that I'd be like, I want to give that a go. That Kante, all you're going to do is pick him up and move him straight into CDM. That it, it, it's a, it's a pointless card in my opinion. I mean, the other ones like Ribery, Richarlison, I've heard amazing things about that Ribery. I'm waiting for his price to drop a little bit because I think he's a little bit. On the expensive side for me to go and buy and probably use for one weekend and then lose 250k, 300k on him. But I think he looks really interesting. A card that he obviously, you know, just got literally put into the game uh, going to Fiorentina. And then, you know, his base card's obviously not good enough. Dev gave him a massive, massive boost. I think that looks really good. I think overall, it's one of them ones where it's been an okay promo. It hasn't been something that's made me go, yeah, I want to give loads of those cards a go. I used quite a lot of the Future Stars cards because they were a little bit different. But these ones, they've they've been so-so. There's a few in there that I think I'll give them a go. But as a whole, I think the majority of them, uh, you know, you can just go and pick up their other versions for either cheaper or in a better position that you might already want, that sort of thing. It's really interesting because I appreciate your your point there on Kante. But for me, this is actually great because I did the the Ramos SBC and it means that I can move Kante into midfield. I can move Essien to right back and move Ramos to centre back. So, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that if this centre back Kante card had come out. (laughs) Uh, This is proper cheeky, but because that was such a fantastic cliffhanger at pretty much the right time, I am going to end this preview podcast just here. You can find out what Japes was exclaiming about and flashback Rooney chat and a load of useful gameplay tips too over at the full supporter pod bit.ly slash more pod. And of course, there is no better time to become a supporter than the beginning of the month because of the way the billing works, but it's only $3 a month anyway, and you get twice the bonus podcast content action as well as loads of other perks, giveaways, and load loads more at the higher tiers for not much more. If you want to do that, head over to bit.ly slash morepod. So that's bit.ly slash morepod and get involved. It'd be a pleasure to welcome you as a supporter. For now, though, thanks very much for listening and I'll be back next week. A huge thanks to all those patrons and those icon patrons. Dave B, Shane W, Thomas, Hunter B, Martin M, Chris W, Matt L, Anthony R, also ran, DJ FIFA player, Robbie S, Sam R, Tom B, Cody R, Christopher L, Yannick H, David S, Hugh J, Stephen F, Andrew L M, Jimmy, Craig M, Nick Jack M, Christopher R, Mohammed F C, Tenacious C, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Alistair, Paul, Dominic, Rob P, Paul S, Damon H, Jason B D, Adam W, Pobius, Michael S, Jeff B, Andrew T, Roger D, Dan W, Matt H, 
Alan M, Savage P, at Pace of a Tortoise, and Sam MG. A huge thanks for keeping this podcast going, and I'll catch you on the next one. Get a credit card that gives you what you need now. A low interest rate on everyday purchases and a place to transfer high interest rate balances. The PenFed Gold Contactless Card is our lowest interest rate credit card. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Join PenFed and together we can help you keep more of what's yours. Visit PenFed.org slash gold card. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah. An upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Optimum.